Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. friends this is Jennifer Burns back for another installment of interviews from Asbury this is our weekly project interviewing people from Asbury United Methodist Church in the Smyrna Clayton community and talking about how we live out our faith as modern-day Christians Asbury is very blessed that we have a really diverse group of people and all of them have unique stories that have led them to where they are now and has impacted the ways that they apply their faith to their daily lives. Today we have our first couples interview on the podcast. We have Art and Scylla Ricker with us. Art is involved in advising on a lot of the church's finance and investment business, and both Art and Scylla are members at large on the church council. They can often be found working in different ministries together, but also each on their own. And when I came on staff at Asbury, they were really integral in getting me connected within the church and getting to know our people. And I am blessed to consider both of them friends. So I'm really excited to talk with them today and with those who are listening for them to get to hear a little more about the Rickers faith and how it helps get them through. So um, Art and Sella, first off, thank you for talking with me today. You guys were in my Flickering Pixels study last fall where we talked about social media and technology. And today I think you guys are really jumping in the deep end with me interviewing for what I'm going to assume is probably your first podcast show. It certainly is. And we're excited to have you, Jennifer. You have been such a wonderful blessing for Asbury. It has been great to get to know you and pick your brain about all your technology. But anyway, to go on for us, to tell us a little bit about us, we, we were born in the Washington, D.C. area, and we met in high school in a bookkeeping class. I was a sophomore, and Art was a senior. That relationship continued when Art went off to study accounting at the Wharton School of Finance at the University of Pennsylvania. After high school, I attended Mary Washington University in Fredericksburg, Virginia for two years. While home on our Easter break in Art's senior year before he graduated, he asked me to marry him and I immediately said yes. When I started in Penn, it was the fall of 1956 and the Korean War had been over for about three years. However, the draft was still a very, very real thing. So as a result, uh, as a freshman, I signed up for the ROTC program with the idea that it would allow me to have a better situation concerning my future and the Army after graduation. So when I returned from school, Easter, to school from the Easter break in 1960 as a senior, I learned that I had been assigned to a two-year tour of dirty in Germany. After basic training, I was scheduled to fly over there at the end of September. Needless to say, since I had just proposed, 
This caused a gigantic rush to arrange a wedding before I left. Luckily, everything went smoothly, and we were married on September the 17th in 1960. Scylla joined me in Germany at Thanksgiving, and then we had a wonderful two-year honeymoon traveling throughout Europe on our open weekends and holidays. Senior year at Penn, he was accepted, he accepted a job offer as a controllership program with PPG Industries. Fortunately, they honored that commitment when we returned back to the United States. His first assignment was at a paint plant in Newark, New Jersey. Daughter Karen was born while we were there in December. Then Keith was born in Houston, Texas in November 1964, two years later. And our youngest daughter, Kim, was born in Anaheim, California in February 1967. In between those dates, we also lived in Cumberland, Maryland and Detroit, Michigan. Then in the fall of 1967, while we were in California, I was offered a promotion to become the chief accountant at PPG's paintbrush manufacturing plant in Baltimore. Needless to say, I jumped at the chance to move once more because it brought us back home where both of our families were still in the Washington DC area. That assignment in Baltimore lasted for seven years. Then at the end of 1974, I was asked to join the management team for a new paint factory that PPG was building in Sheswell, Delaware. I would be the manager of the accounting and systems departments. I accepted that gladly and the family moved to Smyrna in June of 1975. Then in the early 1980s, I learned a new two-letter word, N-O. And I refused several offers to move to Pittsburgh, chose instead to stay here at the Dover plant. So after 30 years with the same company, I accepted an offer for early retirement at the end of May in 1992. And We've been here in Smyrna ever since. It's really hard for me to imagine that I have been retired for almost as long as I worked in the working world. Very in the early part of 1999, I am currently the treasurer of the Dorcas Circle and was the chair of the missions committee for three years and I'm still a member. Also, I'm a member of the prayer and care team that visits shut-ins each month. Other areas include part of the leadership team of the Lighthouse and be an active in the prayer shawl and prayer square ministries. In, in addition, we are both involved with Code Purple programs and during the weeks that for, we're in the, when Asbury is able to do it during the weeks. Since we joined Asbury, I have been primarily involved, as Jennifer mentioned, with our church financial activities. I was on the finance committee for two three-year terms, and uh, probably for the past 20 years, I've been part of the team that processes our weekly offering at the bank. I also act as treasurer of the bizarre activities. I've been on the SPRC and church council, and presently I call myself the assistant treasurer because I'm working closely with Kristen and the finance committee as they go about their activities. Another ministry which is outside of Asbury that I am involved with is delivering Meals on Wheels to homebound people each week. 
I was also an active firefighter with the Smyrna Fire Company for over 30 years. I know those ministries are really important to you guys. Like I said, it's, it's important to me that I see both of you guys involved in things together, but also doing things separately. So um, one of the things that I have been talking with most of the people who have contributed to this podcast is about um, serving in a leadership or a committee role within the church. And since both of you are involved in so many different ministries and are both members at large for the church council, um, do you feel that being involved in those roles impacts your faith at all? I sort of feel that I'm always should be acting like a Christian and everything in my daily life. And as the leader, you merely set the example by doing things that other with for others with love. I also feel the same way. Uh, I don't know that it, it necessarily impacts my faith, but I do strongly believe that it makes me more aware of the way that I should act in my daily life. Knowing that others look up to me, it's important that I am the best role model that I can be day in and day out. I agree with you on that, Art. I think that, that um, knowing that people are looking to us for guidance kind of gives, um, I'll say, a, a reason to kind of um, think a little more about the words and actions that we're displaying and... Um, the ministries definitely give you a focus to put your energy into. So um, that's something that I've found really interesting. Um, one of the best things I think about Asbury is that we have such a variety of ministries available and it's really easy for anyone to find something that they can do some way that they can serve and usually doing something that they enjoy. So for both of you, what do you enjoy most about church? Well, for me, it's the opportunity to get together for fellowship and worship with others so that we can enjoy the love of Jesus Christ. And I enjoy the people, the sermons and the messages, the group studies, mission activities. I'm also excited knowing how Asbury is helping so many other people. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of that stuff, the togetherness and being in community is one of the big things that we're kind of lacking in right now. I know that that's been a challenge, but um, one of the things that I know about you guys since we are all friends is that you two have been married for 59 years and are celebrating 60 years later this fall. Um, I've only been married for seven years. So when I think about where my husband and I might be in another 53 years, it's a pretty daunting thought. So as a Christian couple who has been married that long, what do you think your biggest success has been? Well, personally, I feel our biggest success is our family. We have been blessed with three awesome children and eight grandchildren. Six of the grandchildren have already graduated from college, have successful careers, and either married or engaged to be married this year. Our two youngest grandsons are still in college getting ready to conquer the world. I think for couples and also for singles, it's imperative that not only do you communicate, but that you establish a 
budget and you live by it. <laughs> Other things that are important in relationship to that, you should have an adequate emergency fund created by saving on a regular basis. Because you need to remember that money invested in your early 20s will grow much larger than it would if you waited to invest it when you're in your 40s. When you establish your retirement accounts, I think you should seriously consider a Roth program versus the traditional IRA programs. And then you should immediately think about beginning your journey toward tithing. That may not be easy at first. It was not easy for us. But what we did is every time I got a pay raise, we dedicated 15% of that to our tithe activity. And pretty soon, uh, before we knew it, we were there. This is a wonderful feeling. Yeah, tithing is definitely important um not just as couples but like you said as as singles too because that's how we give our first fruits back to god and i think when we do that faithfully it's really easy to see the the blessings come back from just that little 10 15 percent that that you choose to give so um that's definitely a financier's answer to the question though so. <laughs> so um I really try for these interviews to not focus on the COVID-19 pandemic that is going on around us, but unfortunately it is such a large part of our lives right now that it is almost impossible to not touch on it at some point. We talked a little bit earlier about missing being together and that being really important for all three of us about how we worship, but, um, for you guys during this time of social distancing, how do you feel that your worship has changed? I find that I have a lot more time to pray, read, study, and enjoy God's world. However, I do miss the formal studies and being with the people. For us, because we have to stay at home, we have a lot more free time on Sunday. As a result, in addition to watching the Asbury service, we've been watching several other Methodist Church live stream broadcasts. It's been a wonderful experience to see how other pastors cover the same topic. And it's also been interesting to me to see how their broadcasts are done from a technical point of view, since that's a part of the project that you're working with us on in the future, that we can upgrade our own live streaming activities. Hopefully, uh, what we learn from seeing these others uh, will help us to uh, improve and, and set up the program that we'd like to have at Asbury too. Yeah. Each week I feel like being behind the scenes, um, each week is getting a little bit better. There's one little piece that we tweak or we figure something out. So um, I've told a couple people that by the time we get it all figured out and everything's <laughs> the way we want it, it's going to be the week before we go back to meeting together. <laughs> so um, with the live stream, I think that's something that we're really going to continue regardless of whether we're back together, because we're always going to have people that are traveling or sick or for whatever reason, aren't able to be there. So um, the live stream is something that is not going to go away just because we're all back together, but it's definitely been a process and, working on a learning curve um, and art, you know, you know, we went to do some field tripping 
last uh, spring, I guess it was early spring. Um, And we kind of had this, you know, six month, year, five year plan of how we were going to do things. And then this impending shutdown happened and it was kind of, you know what, I'm going to get my iPhone out. We're just going to go for it. So (laughs) um, it's been interesting to see how everything kind of happens on the fly out of nowhere. So um, one of my favorite questions to ask people has been, is there a certain book or verse that you've been meditating on lately? And if so, why? Okay. Well, you know, different circumstances bring different scriptures to mind. But for every day and for this particular time in it, I like, I always loved Psalm 118, verse 4, 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. And it keeps you positive that, you know, God is in this and there will always be, he will always be here forever. And I've got to tell you that whenever I visit Jackie Bamberger, she always quotes that scripture too. She, no matter whether it's pouring down raining or snowing or whatever, she says, oh, but this is the day the Lord has made. So I, I love that scripture. Yeah. For me, uh, particularly now, but uh, Silva said, uh, just in general, one of my favorites has been the 23rd Psalm because it's a scripture of encouragement and strength. And so in these trying times, I feel that it's just as powerful as always, something that just gives me the courage and understanding to know that the Lord is my shepherd. I think so many people equate the 23rd Psalm with funerals and sadness. Yes, yes. Important sometimes to kind of dial it back and look at the promises and the hope that is in that, that scripture. Um, I really enjoy hearing the responses to this question because there's a range of things and scriptures that people are finding joy in during this time. There's been a lot that's been common among everyone, but there's also a lot that's really different from person to person. So I've, I've found that really interesting. We are getting close to a time where people are starting to tentatively plan to be able to emerge back into a normal life tempo and being able to be in community together again. So when this time of social distancing is over and we're able to be back together again, what do you hope to see different or changed in the world? Well, like I think everybody around has been saying, I hope people will continue to spend more time with their family, appreciate the opportunity for social activity, hugs and smiles, and I also hope that there is less bustling around in the world. Can you imagine Scylla saying that? (laughs) I know. That doesn't sound like me because I'm bustling around. (laughs) For me, um, just as we saw happen after 9-11, there were some things uh, that just seemed that the community sense of awareness came together so much more. In today's situation, people are telephoning friends and relatives to talk and make sure they're okay. Um, We have a young fellow that I also mentor at the fire company who's current treasurer, and uh, uh, he uh, calls us each week, just call me this afternoon, as a matter of fact, to... uh, ask, are we okay? Uh, I'm going to Acme this afternoon. Is there anything that you can get for me? 
And, and that's just an example of what uh, real Christian friends are. Um, you hear about the stories of people that are giving generously in some way, uh, perhaps it's to the food bank or uh, uh, people that are retired healthcare workers coming back to volunteer in our hospitals and things of that nature. And so I just hope that when things return to a more normal status, we will not forget to continue to help others and to be aware that there are still many people out there that need us and our help. Yeah, I know that's been something that um, us at Asbury has talked about with the different ministries that we have, such as the food pantry and kind of anticipating a greater need. So I know that we're going to be ready to answer that call as best we can with some of the ministries, but that's something that I think I agree I want to see in the greater public too. Um, just more kindness and um, less judgment of other people. Um, there's been a lot of different conversation going on about people that are maybe not following the social distancing practices and why are these people out? And that's not one of the, the good things, especially as Christians, for us to be passing judgment on other people. So um, for me, you know, we've kind of talked about this throughout the conversation today that, you know, where I think all of us are pretty extroverted people. And for me, this time of working from home and shifting all of our ministries to online formats has been really challenging, both mentally and logistically. And I think that this getting back to normal is going to be a, a long haul process. And um, it's going to take some time to get that forward momentum and getting to be back in community with everyone. So um, I think that as we kind of ease back into that, that's going to give us a good opportunity to keep evaluating what we're doing as we move forward and kind of checking ourselves to make sure that we're displaying kindness and patience with other people and, and those things. It's, it's really up to us to make those changes that we want to see happen. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out going forward. So um, Art and Sela, I want to thank both of you for doing this with me. I know for a couple of people in their 80s that, you know, being on a podcast is probably a pretty big request but um i think you guys rose to the occasion really well and like i said i consider both of you friends we talk frequently about ministry and church business but i think that your story and your success as a married couple is something that others should find inspiring and i hope that people especially younger couples or people going through a hard time will find some hope in what you've had to share with me today. So thank you again for doing this with me. And for those listening, thank you for spending part of your week with us. Church is a community that doesn't just meet in a building on Sunday. And I really enjoyed the opportunity to share stories of some of the people who make up our church with you. If you have feedback on this podcast or you are in the Smyrna, Clayton, Asbury area and you are interested in being on an episode and sharing your faith story with us, feel free to contact me by email at media.asbury at gmail.com. 
And we'll be back next week with another episode and another story for you. So have a great week, friends, and be well.